All right. Praise the Lord. Well, how is everybody? Good? Are we getting warmer weather? I am so ready. Well, I found a, I found a couple new things uh, about the Mamapa Valley. If you drive south enough, you run into turkeys. There are turkeys down there hanging out in the, in the uh, ground, in the mud, or whatever they're doing. That's pretty cool. And there was something else I learned today. Oh, you all of a sudden have the blessing of the cone zone in downtown. I thought we had, I thought Vegas called the cones from all of America and the rest of America was, out, was without cones and you seem to have quite a few yourselves. So welcome to the club. Wow, praise the Lord. Well, this morning we're going to look at Matthew 5. What a powerful an amazing passage of Scripture. And you have to love the parts of Scripture that are really just the words of our Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And uh, today he'll remind us that we are to live lives that truly emulate him. And we are to live lives that really make us have the obligation to make a difference. Do you like to make a difference? Sometimes maybe you think, well, I just don't want to get too involved, but the truth is Jesus is telling us to be the salt of the earth. And when you think about that, he didn't just say the salt of this valley, the salt of the street you live on, the salt of anything small, but he actually names the entire planet. That's a pretty big commission, isn't it? So let's go ahead and read here the, the words of Jesus, Matthew 5. I'm going to restart with uh, one, and it says, Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside, and he sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that we are called to be the salt of the earth, Lord, and light to the world. May we never forget the commission that you've placed on our lives and the mission you have for us to go out and be the salt and the light. Hallelujah. 
And may it show up in our life in a new way, a strengthened way, a bold way. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You like this passage of Scripture? Isn't it great? The words of Jesus are awesome. I'm going to save one Scripture for a little bit later too. We'll have it right here ready to go. I found something uh, disturbing recently. And this was a good moment to be the salt of the earth. My daughter and I were in Target uh, about a week and a half ago, and we were just on the little aisle uh, where all of the prescriptions are, and uh, I don't think I told you this story because it was so recent, but uh, as we were there on the little aisle, I was looking for vitamins and things, this young lady began to grab products and just put put them in her bag, and she began to steal things right in front of us, and we're called to be what to the earth? We're called to be the salt of the earth. Do I let this moment pass? So you know what I did? This got on my nerves. And I'm watching her do this. And then I and I realize she's close enough to hear me. So as she's down the aisle and I'm looking at her, put pocketing these into her bag, I say, God's word says, Thou shalt not steal. And she walks out of that aisle and starts heading for the front. My daughter and I, we were on our way out to the exit two to go to our car. And as we were behind her and she's going to her car, I said one last time, Jesus, yes, come Lord Jesus. She turned around one more time like, oh, this guy's harassing me with the Lord. And it was true. I'm here to be the salt of the earth. She might not have wanted to hear what I had to say, but you know what she did hear? She heard two things. She heard that there is sin in the world, which she's a part of. We all are. But she heard that God's Word said, you are not to steal, and she heard that Jesus will be coming. Amen? I wanted to have those two things in her mind, because if there's anything that our world needs right now, it is salt. Amen? Us. God's people, and lots of us, amen? There needs to be more of us. And I'm not talking about salt that you can go buy at the grocery store. I'm talking about the kind of salt that God wants for the earth. A preservative, amen? And what is a preservative? Something that protects against decay and spoilage. Does that sound like America? Decay and spoilage? And we are to be the ones fighting against it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stand up for Jesus. Amen? Stand up for the Lord. Jesus states that you and I are personally the salt of this earth. And that is an incredible statement. Because if you put it back in time, you put this moment back into the days of Jesus, you're actually saying a lot by calling someone the salt of the earth. Because what he's really saying is you are the preservative, the ones protecting against decay. And isn't that the human Condition right there. Oh, tough. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, that we are really the force that's fighting back Satan. Amen. Do you realize what a battle you're actually in? For the minds of those that we love, for our kids, for our future generation, all that happened. My daughter sees all these people on TV with, uh, you know, hardly wearing any clothes, uh, you know, showing more and more skin. And you know what I said? I said, baby, 
Great-grandma Marie's generation, you go to jail for that, for indecency. Now let me tell you how much the world has changed. And we are God's people fighting back that decay. How much has changed? But we are called to be the salt of the earth, so it goes to show you truly that you are here for a reason. Isn't that amazing? This moment in your life, you're here for a reason. We are the ones that are supposed to help shape the culture for Jesus. Amen? We are the ones that are here to fight back immorality and all of these things. And in the last two millennia, truly, Jesus' statement proved to be true. Being the salt of the earth means standing for Christ. And we maybe need to get some bigger calf muscles to do that standing. Amen? My son tells me all the time, Dad, you want to come to the gym with me? And I say, maybe later. (laughs) But we are the ones that are supposed to have those strong leg muscles to truly stand at the door of the culture and tell it no further. You can come no further. Defilement, pollution. You have no more authority. Because truly, we are the ones that are supposed to be pushing it back. And this society is kind of crazy, isn't it? Kids aren't allowed to bring their favorite Christmas movies to school when the teacher says, hey, bring your favorite Christmas movie. It's about Jesus. It's not welcome. Or other folks, you know, find themselves not being able to have a, a club at their school that might say something about Christianity or, or faith or something. There's so many things going on. One judge in Alabama wasn't allowed to have the Ten Commandments in the courtroom, and a federal judge said, you can put it in your office and leave it there. There are so many things that God's people need to say, you know what? I stand for Jesus in a bigger way. Amen. But it's time to be the salt of the earth. So I thought we'd look at a few things today. And our first point this morning that you'll see on the overhead is this. When it comes to salt, we have to remember that it truly is something that is precious to each and every one of us. If you go to the store, it's really not that expensive. But if you put it back into the days of Jesus, salt was one of the most amazing commodities of earth. Amen? Have you ever heard the saying, worth, what is that saying? Worth a man's weight in salt. That is something that really goes to show you that in that ancient world, it was almost as though you could be walking around with some gold or silver in your pocket. Isn't that wild? So truly, it has even caused a lot of trouble in the world, salt. Uh, I used to have a, a client from India. He used to come buy watches from me at, uh, at the hotel. And uh, we became buddies. And he said, Ryan, one day... I want you to come visit me in India. And when you get there, he said, you tell me what you want to do and we'll do anything you want to do. I just got done watching that movie Gandhi. Has anybody seen it? So what I did was I told him, I want to march to the sea and make salt. Did you see that movie? The British ran ran the salt, uh, all the salt production. The British took over India and they took over the salt production. And Gandhi, in defiance, decided we will march to the sea and make our own salt. And then he was arrested for it. So I was telling my friend in a way, when I get to India, that's what I want to do. I really want to prove that salt is a powerful, a powerful, precious thing. And it is true. So I have to tell you this. We have to share what we have. Amen. You don't keep Jesus to yourself. Isn't that the truth? We have to give Jesus. He is that precious. We have to make sure that He is the gift that we are giving the earth. 
And we need to make sure that people know Jesus in a greater way. If we could just bring one person to the Lord every year, can you imagine the growth that God's kingdom would have? Jen and I used to have a, a traditional service. A traditional service meaning we just handled the hymns. On a hill far away. <laughs> we did all those awesome hymns. And that was the commission that we gave our service. Pastor Dave gave us that time slot. We built up that service for the traditional service. And that was our commission. One Christian a year to really increase God's kingdom. Is that a lot to ask for in 365 days a year? To really stand alongside someone and give them the gift of the gospel? And sometimes you never know or can discount the seed that you're dropping in people's lives by telling them about Christ. He is precious, amen? He is precious. That young lady probably never stole and had someone say the Ten Commandments to her, but she just did a week and a half ago. Awesome! I don't know what that will do in her heart, but Lord, let it increase whatever's planted there, amen? Let it increase. Because all of us need to remember that we are all in a moment of being liberated from the power of sin and Satan. Amen? Amen. And we want more liberation. We don't want moral corruption in our life. In fact, uh, I might have mentioned this before, but it's good to connect with people and value people. And this moment, uh, I was thinking about a young lady that gave me back too much change. And I might have mentioned this before, but... If it happens to me, I drive it back. You know why? I want to show my kids what it's like to obey God. I want them to see dad driving back two bucks because the little girl might get in trouble for her drawer being short. These are the moments that we really need to remember that we are always on display. Amen? God, God's people, people have their eyes on us, even if it's not for the right reasons. Like, ah, ha, ha, so I knew it. Hypocrite, whatever they might say, or oh, you're amazing. You never know what you're going to get. But people are watching the lives that we live. But the second point I wanted to make this morning is this. And this is, oh, the other day, I don't know if you've ever heard of liquid bandage. Have you heard of liquid band aid? That stuff is terrible. If you've ever had a paper cut, and this happened to me at work, I'm at the wind, I got a paper cut, and my mom always made fun of me for paper cuts. Oh, you big baby. And honestly, they hurt the worst. And I had this paper cut. We didn't have the right bandages in my store, so I walked across the bridge. I go over to CVS. I grab the liquid Band-Aid. I put it on the wound, and I start jumping around. Ow! it stings it stings and salt can sting too when you think about it once in a while what happens if you get salt in something it might sting and I mentioned that this morning because it is okay to tell people the truth about God's word God's word says thou shalt not steal put that stuff back God's word says you shall not lie you know how many times people say, you know, I think I'll call out sick on Monday. Are you sick? No. But I'm off Saturday, Sunday. I want a three-day weekend. Well, why would you curse yourself by saying you're sick then? Why would you call that down on yourself by spewing a lie that you're sick and you're not? That's almost like seriously like you might as well just curse yourself then. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if by Thursday you don't start sniffling because you just spoke it into existence. Words are powerful. And you have to remember, it's okay to tell people the truth. I tell my kids all the time, the way Pastor Dave tells me, Christians don't do that. But Dad, I think I want Monday off. I want to just go ahead and call in sick. You're not sick. Christians don't do that. I, I try to kick it up a notch for them so they see a little bit of what it's like to truly live for God and be careful with the words that we say. But truly, we want to make sure that the gospel that we preach is the truth. Amen? You don't have to candy coat it for anybody. It speaks for itself. Hallelujah. But it should never stop us from giving a gospel that we are all sinners, we need to repent, and we need to turn our lives around. Amen? I always called it the, the two turns. Turn from sin and turn to Jesus. Because salt stings for a reason, amen? And it's for our, the world's own good that they hear the truth because sometimes they just want to believe the lie because it's easier. Isn't that truth? Have you ever known anybody that just, we call it drink the Kool-Aid? Last night, my daughter and I were talking about this. She said, where does that come? I said, from some cuckoo that took a bunch of people down to South America, drink the Kool-Aid. But I said, sometimes this mass hysteria, people can start believing the lies of the devil or the lies of sin. Ah, it's all right. It's okay. The Lord understands. No, he doesn't. He only understands one thing. He's a God, as we said this morning, who is holy. Amen. One of the most despised, persecuted classes of people in this country might be an active Christian. You know, if you're not active, I don't think the devil has to worry about you a bit. But once you're active, actively seeking out, changing people's lives for Jesus, telling them the truth, and cleaning up our own lives at the same time, amen? No, I won't be this person. No, I won't do that. No, I won't do this. We sometimes can be looked at as a threat in this country for standing up for the things of God. But you know what? That's the world's problem, amen? It, they will have to be held accountable for the things that happen on this planet, but we will be held accountable for the Jesus that we give the world. And may it be the Jesus of the Bible and plain. Hallelujah. It would be much easier to be called the sugar of the earth, wouldn't it? Oh, it's so sweet. It's so yummy. If you go to these parks, everybody has the funnel cake. Would you see a funnel cake covered in salt? No. It would make you go... You get that sugary funnel cake in your mouth. It's like, ooh, lovely. Everybody loves sugar. Speak highly of sugar. But salt, we are called to be the salt of the earth. Amen? Hallelujah. We don't want a stingless brand of Christianity out there. We want to tell the truth. And tell ourselves the truth. Amen? And then the third that I wanted to mention this morning is this. Salt can be very much a healing agent. Oh, I remember my grandma. She would always say, you get a sore throat. Mijo. Just let me put a little bit of salt in warm water. I want you to gargle with that. Or if you have a stuffy nose, I won't draw out the details, but uh, you know what to do with salty water and a stuffy nose, and it, it actually works. Anybody suffer from allergies here? Lord, heal you in Jesus' name. But I'll tell you one thing. Salty warm water is a blessing. It relieves stuffy noses. But in the same manner, we shouldn't only be the salt that is precious, the salt that can sting and tell truth in a world that doesn't want truth but we should also be salt that heals a lot of healing needs to happen amen people have made messes of their lives that could be all of us amen people need healing 
divorces. I think I'm just speaking of my own life. Divorces, broken relationships, words that you wish you could take back, words that you've said that have really harmed people or that people have harmed you. So many things have happened. Can everyone remember something that was spoken to you that really just got you? We all know those people, right? But we can also remember that salt is a healing agent. And when healing is needed, we are the ones that stand up and cause healing in people's lives. It's okay to tell people the truth. God can change your life, amen? And He's still working on me, so I can tell you He's a God that is in action. And sometimes when crisis hits, people come to God's church, amen? You don't know how many times little families might have been in big turmoil this week in this valley and decided we need to show up at New Hope this Sunday and get our family on track. You never know. Amen? And we are the agents to be there, part of God's healing. When you remember September 11th, you remember how many people showed up at church that next Sunday? Boy, the church is a place of healing. Hallelujah. When people's lives come crashing down, we must be there to invest in them. Amen? And they should come running to us, and we should receive people, no matter what they are and who they are in life or no matter what. This is what it's called to be the salt of the earth. Amen. And then I wanted to mention this as well. Our fourth uh, thing to look at. We know in almost every cuisine that salt is an amazing seasoning. Do we not? I just took uh, a friend of mine from, uh, from France, living in the U.S. I just took him to this restaurant at the Wynn called Allegro. Allegro is an Italian restaurant. But the cool thing about Allegro is the head chef... Enzo, Chef Enzo, he's right there five nights out of the week. And we got lucky to be there with Chef Enzo. Right next to him, he's working the line. And this guy is true blue Sicilian. I can tell you, he doesn't work with many ingredients, and it's somehow spectacular. You're like, how does pasta, tomatoes, basil, parmesan, and olive oil come together, and it's that good? And then you know what he does? A little spritz of Sicilian sea salt. Oh! It is absolutely spectacular. But you couldn't imagine a chef without salt, could you? And may the world never see a Christian without God's Word in their heart and the Bible in their hand. Amen? Because salt is a seasoning. And we want to make sure that we remember, just like salt is in everything from from uh, pastries on down to main courses, it doesn't matter. It gives zest to life. And may we also be the ones that make life zesty. Amen? It's good to be friendly. It's good to be joyful. It's good to show... Let me tell you what happened. I went to a store. I hope I didn't tell you this. Sometimes I forget if I've told you this. But I went to this store, and I have to say, something amazing happened. I decided to wear my Win Foundation shirt. It says on the back, Win Foundation, and we donate a lot of time to different things through the valley, veterans or needy families. And on this version of my Win Foundation shirt, it says right in the front, be a good human. But I had that jacket on, and it was zipped up because it was cold. My son and I, we go through the line, get all the, uh, the refreshments we wanted. But when we got to the line... I came in right as this other lady came in. It was kind of like, who, who's going to yield here? Yield to the right. <laughs> no, it was a sweet lady. And I said, please, go ahead. And she said, thank you so much. 
And I said, oh, it's a pleasure. I'm off today. I'm in no hurry. And uh, she said, hey, have you ever tried this? She had this, uh, this new refreshment she, she was buying. And I said, no, I haven't. But maybe one day I'll come and buy it. And I'll try it. And uh, she said, well, you know, you've been so super kind. And uh, I just want to thank you. A lot of times people don't even talk to people in stores. And I said, well, I like to be friendly. And I think it's important to connect with people. And she said, oh, that's wonderful. Then she leaves the line. And then the... The clerk at the register says, uh, she just bought this for you. And, she, and the young lady hands me a $10 gift card. And then the lady's still there, and I said, that is so sweet of you. She said, well, you know what? Good, joyful people deserve good things. And she said, you are so kind. What makes you so kind? And I went, zipped down my jacket like Superman, and I went, be a good human. And she gave me a big hug, and I gave, her, <laughs> I gave her a big hug, and we went our separate ways. But you know what was so cool about that moment? There was a zesty joyfulness. There was great seasoning. It was a great mixture. And it was someone that's uh, just a stranger. And how cool is that? She thought I blessed her, and then she blessed me. And it's okay for us to be that zesty seasoning in the world and show people what it's like to really be a joyful Christian. God, He says we are the salt of the earth. The zesty, very seasoning of this, of this earth. One time there was a little boy at a dinner table. He was asked to describe what salt was. And he said, it's the stuff that tastes bad when it's not there. So, I pray that that's how the world looks at us. I pray that when we're missing, they feel though something Bigger is missing, amen? I pray that they think we want to be around God's people. We want to make sure that in the mix are God's joyful people. The extra steps to be the seasoning of this earth. Because Christ is in our heart and we are here to bring joy to this earth. Because there are a lot of tough days ahead for many people, isn't it true? A lot of tough days. And... One time I was able to bring a young man to the Lord by just doing something silly. And I've told you this one before, and I'm going to mention it again. An echo in the Bellagio Valet Garage. I was making extra money part-time just driving cars at Bellagio. And people would yell in that underground garage, Hey, hey, hey. Car two, 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 two. And then I thought I was down there one night by myself, and I began to sing, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns, reigns, reigns. And Joshua Loshaw was down there, and I didn't know it. And he said, this is what I've been waiting for. I knew I needed to change my life for the Lord, and this is the moment. Crazy. I can't believe I actually did that. Sometimes I look back and I think, wow, that was pretty bold. Anybody could have been in that monster garage under the Bellagio. But that's another thing that I wanted to mention as our last point. We should be causing thirst for Jesus. Amen? We should be causing thirst for Jesus. May they feel something is missing in their heart that can only be filled by Him and God using us to fill it. Amen? You know how many times we've filled in whatever that stuff is when you put the hole on the wall? I hate holes on my wall. Kids are like, can I hang something up? And I'm thinking, yeah, but when you move out, I'm filling up all those holes. I'm going to spackle or whatever that stuff is called. I'm going to squeeze it in there and paint over it. But may we be just like that, 
that they feel like something is missing and needs to be filled, and may it be filled with Jesus. There's one place I used to love in New York. It's closed. You go up 7th Avenue, up through Midtown, and there's this awesome place called Stage Deli. Oh, you wouldn't believe the sandwiches. You don't get a sandwich this big, this big. This, this thing is packed. And I would get it on wheat, really soft wheat bread, and I'd do ham and Swiss and Dijon mustard. Whoa. And tell, talk about salty. Ooh. And I would eat that sandwich, but you know what would happen after all that salty Dijon and salty ham? Deliriously thirsty. I would pound water for the rest of the day. It's almost as though you couldn't get enough. But truly, that's what we want to do with Jesus is make sure that people are thirsty for Christ. Amen? The effect that we show on this world should be that we are wanting to awaken a thirst in them for the water of life. Jesus the Christ. May we awaken Jesus in people's minds and in their hearts. Hallelujah. Because He truly is the living water. And we must make people thirsty for what we have. A God who desires greater relationship with each and every one of us. Isn't that true? That means we have to call in, check in, talk to Him. Truly, we're called to be the salt. People are important, amen? You might not always feel it, but I have to tell you, you never know what they're going through. People are important. And sometimes they have a dryness in their life that you don't even know about. They have a moment in their life like the tumbleweeds are going through their heart. And it's nothing that can be worked with other than with Jesus reworking that. Hallelujah. Truly. So we want to lead them to Jesus. I just wanted to end this morning by one quick story. And this is from a pastor in Texas, and he says this, and I thought this was so important, but I'm going to read you something first. I'm going to read you John 6.35. And in John 6.35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So this minister in Texas says, if heaven's banquet table has a nameplate, you know those beautiful, at, our, at my job when we have dinners, we always have the calligraphy done with everybody's name so everybody knows where to sit. It says when heaven has its banquet table set, one of the nameplates will bear your name. We lose much in life. We lose jobs. We lose chances. We lose at love. We lose youth. We lose vigor. We lose idealism and its dreams. We lose so much, but we never lose our place on God's whoever list. He said, whoever, God's wonderful word of welcome. He said, sometimes I hear my wife's voice say, whoever. Sometimes I detect my favorite fragrance coming from the kitchen, strawberry cake. And I follow the smell like a, a dog follows a trail until I'm standing over this freshly baked just iced pan of pure pleasure. But I've learned to keep my fork back until my wife gives me the clearance. Who is it for, I ask? And she might say, well, you know what? It's for a birthday party, so don't touch it. Or she might say, it's for a neighbor. It's not for you. Or she might say, it's for a friend, so stay away from it. Or she might open up the door of delight and say, it's for whoever. And since I qualify as a whoever, I say yes. 
I hope you will too. Pastor says. He says, I hope you will too. Not to the cake, but to God. No status is too low. No hour is too late. No place is too far. However, whenever, wherever, whoever includes you forever. And then another minister said these wise words, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about amazing somebody who can change and save anybody. And we must believe it. So today as we close and we pray, may we not stand on the sidelines and just think God's doing the work. May we be the feet, the hands, the voice, the heart, the mind of Jesus to the community. I challenge you today not to be salt that loses its saltiness, which is worth nothing. Gandhi was arrested for making his own salt in opposition of the British Empire. March to the sea and go make salt and keep it salty. Amen. I challenge you to be the salt of the earth that's called to be salt that is precious because you truly are. Be salt that stings out with the truth of God's word, corruption. And may we do, maybe we do things a little bit differently and show people what it's like to truly be salt that also heals and mends people's lives. We can invest in them. Be salt that seasons and brings zest to life. Amen. It's not a boring thing to be a Christian. It's fun. Hallelujah. And the best part is, if, you're, if your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, how much more fun is that? Amen. That's why I always mention there's so many lists in Vegas. Are you on the list? For the poker tournament, for the big club, for the most important restaurant. It doesn't matter. Is my name written in the Lamb's book of life? And lastly, be the salt that causes thirst and people feel like they're missing something. Hallelujah. Let's just stand and pray today that the Lord makes us more salty. Amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your word. We are called to be the salt. We are called to be the light. Lord, and may our light shine brightly this year in 2024. And Lord, as we uh, close this day, may we be forever changed by what you have for us, the people you call us to be, the people you want us to be. Lord, this morning, uh, I would ask our, our church family to agree with me in prayer. Uh, Jan and I have a, a family member and his wife that have uh, packed up from California yesterday, and they have uh, driven away from California because of uh, all the pressures of finances in that state. And they're on their way east, and they have no idea where they're going Father, I just ask you in the name of Jesus to be over their trip, to be over their mindset, to provide for them, to give wisdom and direction, protection on the road. Provide, Lord, at some point, a beautiful apartment or house or something for them to have stability. And Father, we just ask truly that as God's people were called to be the salt that heals, Lord, we we send out, Lord God, that healing prayer upon their lives right now as we pray for others even in this valley, Father. Those that are affected by finances or health issues, whatever it is, Lord God, truly we believe in you for change, hallelujah, because you are able. And Father, you've proven yourself to be able, and if you've done it once, you will do it again, hallelujah. And that is who you are. And we hold all these things up to you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people says, Amen. So now 